This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida, and we are attending the 12th annual JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all happening here in Orlando at the Lowe's uh, Sapphire Falls Resort. Uh, The halls and the ballroom are full of small business owners and operators. It really is a great networking opportunity to get around uh, other small business owners and to hear uh, some very powerful, informative uh, presenters and speakers. And we have uh, one of those folks that's attending the conference and also supporting the conference and supporting small business owners and operators. We have Audra Fournier, who is the founder of Partners for a Solution. She is a certified master business coach, and her specialty is working with family businesses. Audra, uh, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, and thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. I only just have one question for you, Audra. Where were you 30 years ago when I was in business? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I wish I knew. You know, even even when I started my first business, I didn't even know about business coaches. So Uh, it's it's Uh, definitely a new thing, and I love it. I know. I've learned so much since I got out of my small business. Yeah. Um, Audra, let's, uh, as we always do, let's start with a little bit of your background pathway uh, to creating and and launching Partners for a Solution. Great. Thank you. Um, So my background was actually in my career started out in hospitality. I've always had a love of customer service and the way that businesses interact with their customers um, and create those experiences. I mean, you know, we learned in hospitality school about Walt Disney and the fact that they, the music and the smells and everything is intentional. And so um, moving from hospitality and particularly change management. I actually like change. Most people don't like change. So um, whether it's rebranding or a new concept, um, helping out teams and managers execute that uh, customer experience. Um, Moved into, actually I worked in bankruptcy for a while during the 2008-2009 and we put businesses out of business. So I learned about how to run business and how not to run a business. Um, and then I found my first coach, and I was blown away. It's like, you can do this? Like, people do this? Can I do this? I want to do this for business owners. Because entrepreneurs and business owners start out, and it's a very lonely road. Um, and when it comes to multi-generational and family businesses, that transition can be very tricky. Um, my passion is where businesses and brains collide. Um, our intentionality, our mindset... Everything that goes on in the business owner's brain is what is executed in the business, and that affects everything. And so this is my passion. I like it. Uh, Let's start with, um, I guess, with with a very basic question. You've you've had now years of experience in business coaching. Uh, You've probably worked with 
all kinds of, of different businesses and different industry segments. What, what are, if you had to do the, the Google thing, the list, what are the top three issues that you really see uh, in small business operations? Top three issues that you have to deal with, that, that you help deal mm-hmm, with? Mm-hmm. Well, small businesses, one of the main intru- issues is capital management. What do they do with their money? Next in line, which is where I kind of come in, is disorganization and lack of prioritization about what needs to be done. And then third would be the vision and values. Um, It's either not communicated, it's not identified by the business owners. They just go and they do as they expect they need to do, right? Right. Without slowing down to say, okay, what's the culture of this business going to look like? Because that affects their customer relationships. It it affects their leadership. Um, And what is the actual vision? What do I want to do with this business? Right. So let's go, well, let's go back to number one. I want to drill down just a little bit. So you you said capitalization. Uh, What do we do with the money? Do you, do you find in, uh, in the businesses that you work with and coach and mentor, do you find a lot of times that there's a heavy, um, you know, concentration and focus on tax avoidance? Do you see, well, we, you know, we don't want to pay any taxes, but they're not thinking long term about what if we have to borrow some money? What if we have to want to expand this? Do you, is that a is that an issue? Or? So that's a, such a wonderful conversation I was having with um, one of the financial advisors that are actually here because. If we're trying to have pay the least amount of taxes, right, we're not showing a profit. Right. And if we want our end legacy, our end game, to be that we're going to sell our business, right. or we want to go to the bank and we want to right. t- <laughs> borrow right. money, they're not going to borrow money from somebody that doesn't have any money. Right. So they're while, not going to loan money to some. Somebody. Sorry. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, so while it's it's good for the immediate, our instant gratification of not having to pay taxes, the long-term implication of that is that we can't sell it and we can't borrow. So it's definitely a conversation that they need to have. And looking at that long-term vision, what do they actually want to do with the business? Um, And if it is multi-generational and they want to leave it to their children, then they're setting their children up for a problem. Right. Um, so it's definitely no, something uh, that needs to be looked at. Excellent. Uh, you, yes, you, you make great points about that. And you're so right. If, it, it, what, is the, what, is the, what is the long-term strategy? If we want to sell it, well, then nobody's going to want to buy a, a, a business that's not profitable. That's right. And if we ever needed to borrow money, then obviously it's going to be difficult for us to borrow money to expand and grow and, and mm-hmm. leverage a growing marketplace mm-hmm. if we can't sh- demonstrate that we're profitable too. Exactly. Right, great points. Capital. Let's talk about the, I think the next one was organization or lack thereof, disorganization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find with a lot of small business owners that there is a little bit of a tendency um, to, to, to be the kind of person I want to control every element of this small business. You know, I'm the owner. I founded this. Maybe there's a little bit of, of lack of some of those textbook managerial techniques like a delegation, mm-hmm. um, leadership, getting yes. up some of that control. Is that part of that uh, disorganization issue that you, that you talk about? Yes, it, it can be. Absolutely. Um, couple of things there. Well, when it's their, their baby, right? right. It, like raising a child, especially in the first generation with the founder. Um, it, 
it, they find it very difficult to delegate because they don't think that anybody can do it as good as they can, that nobody understands the vision like they do. And so fundamentally, that's a problem in communication. If they communicated properly, then everybody would understand the vision. And if they had trust that other people right. and their ideas could be good, yes. So they become the bottleneck. And by maintaining control, which is what they, they think they should be doing because nobody can do it as good as they can, they become the problem. Um, it also prevents any kind of innovation or creativity or new ideas. Um, but they're going so fast, so frequently, that they don't even stop to think of these things. They just have to go, 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 go. So then prioritization is a problem. Yeah. Do you... Um do, do you also kind of recognize that concept? And it took me, took me getting to, to a college and around people much smarter than I uh, was to, to understand a very basic concept in business that certainly there has to be time that you work in the business, but you've also got to take some time to work on the business. And I'm always so impressed and appreciative of folks that understand that, that, you know what, I got to get out of here for a couple of days. I got to go take a workshop. I got to go to a seminar. I got to mm-hmm. go to the JMI right. Small Business Leadership Conference for a couple of days mm-hmm. and exchange some ideas and listen to some other people. And that's working on the business. Do you see that as, a, as an issue in this organizational prioritization yes. issue? Not, yes. not taking time to work on the business. Yes. Because it's hard to justify. Because when you're working on the business, you're not necessarily making money. Correct. And you're in the business of making money for yourself and your employees and your family and all that stuff. So setting aside, you know, a day, a month or whatever is is a whole day that it feels like it's lost. Right. And it's not. That's exactly right. And that's the way they do feel. They feel like, I I can't get out of the office for, I can't take two two and a half days. Mm -hmm. You know, what what in the world? Mm -hmm. That's two and a half days. I won't be collecting revenue or something. Right. And if I take two and a half days, I I should be vacationing with my family. (laughs) And it's back to prioritization. Right. Right. Do Do you want to be able to eventually not be the bottleneck? Then it takes you doing the strategic things that owners do. Right. Taking time. And then our last issue, I think you said, was communication, um, you know, kind of being clear about the objectives and the goals of this business and truly communicating those, you know, baking those into the mission, the vision, mm-hmm. the everyday operations of, of the business. Kind of talk about that, maybe the lack thereof, the communication, mm-hmm. the, the clarity of that communication with a small business. Absolutely. Um, any business book you read will generally start out with you need to identify your core values. So core values are the things that your legacy is built on. What is this business going to, Im- how are they going to impact their community and the people around them? Um, what is the values that we instill in our team, which also is um, paralleled in how we treat our customer. So if you don't identify as the owner and the visionary what those core values are going to be, then your team is going to. Somebody's going to decide. Uh, so you need to take control of that. Uh, and then you need to communicate that to your team. Like, these are the things that are important to us. So that the decisions that are made can be a reflection of those core values. Are we customer-centered? Are we all about innovation? Are we all about teamwork? Are we all about leaving a lasting impact on our community? Then those values drive the decisions of the, of the company. Right. Second is the vision. What is the long-term goal here? Because the long-term goal, just like we were talking about about capital, 
indicates what we're doing with this in the end. Are we building it to sell? Then that helps us make decisions. Are we building it for generational wealth? Then that helps us make decisions on how we recruit team and family and all of those things. And then you communicate all of that to your team so they can execute on behalf of that vision that you've got and you don't become the bottleneck anymore. Okay, I, so I have, I'm going back to my original question. Sure. Where were you when I was in business <laughs> 30 years ago? Do you want to start a new business? We can. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> you register with SunViz. It's $147 right. and then off, off to the races. No, I'm just, I'm all about now just reporting all this great information and trying <laughs> to get it out there to small business owners. Uh, I tell folks all the time, listen, my best education and experience came from the mistakes I made. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I try to... Uh, in uh, in everything we do through the SBDC or through this through this podcast, we just I, I try to help people leverage my mistakes and uh, and uh, you know help them mitigate some of their own. So uh, so it, I mean again, uh, I, I love those top three uh, you know issues and and it, it all makes sense. And how does how does engaging with a business coach? How does that, what does that look like? How does it start? Uh, how would that start with you, uh, you know, your first visit with a, with a small business owner who wants to, wants to get this kind of good advice? Yeah, absolutely. So I offer, and, and a lot of coaches do, offer a strategy session or a discovery session. So first and foremost, you have to decide that you're willing to take help. Uh, a business coach is not going to help you if you still believe that you know everything. And, that, right. and I don't mean that in offense. Right. But when you're ready for help, you seek out and you find someone like me. And then we sit down and we have a strategy conversation. And, and we have a holistic view of how's the health and well-being of your business? Where are your challenge areas? And, you know, why are you having challenges in those areas? And then if we decide to engage, we tackle those challenge areas. And what how do they impact your business in other ways that you maybe aren't thinking about? If you're having staffing issues to say, then that rolls into a lot of other things. And is that uh, an inside issue or an outside issue? Is that the market? Is that your internal culture? So we really unpack that onion and try to get it down to what are the problems that we can solve together? And then we move to the next thing. And in that process, my job is to teach business owners how to solve these problems on their own in the future. I'm supposed to put myself out of business. That's my job. So we talk also about mindset and what's going on in your decision-making process so that we, you can solve the problems in the future. And that's nice. kind of how that looks. And we work together for as long as we need to. Nice. And where are you kind of headquartered? Where are you, where are you located? I live and my office is in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Uh, but I coach all around the world. Nice depending okay. on what my client needs. All right. How does one find uh, partners for a solution? I'm on Instagram at Audra Fournier. I am www.partnersforasolution.com, or you can email me at, at Audra at partnersforasolution.com. And I guess, you know, obviously, just like we talked about taking the couple of days to come to an event like the Small Business Leadership Conference and, and taking a few days to work on the business, I'm sure the same... Um, sort of conflict exists with small business owners. Well, I, you know, I don't need to, I, I can't afford to pay a coach or I can't afford, you know, to engage a consultant. Um, and I guess the, the same response to that is, you know, 
where's the real value in this? What could it do for the business? Is that kind of how you look at this? Where's the upside? Yeah, there's a cost to all this, but what potentially can we do with this business? Absolutely. And are you willing to stay in this position for an extended period of time? How much is not doing something costing you and your business? If you could solve the problems in your business in the next six months and turn your business into something that you want it to be, isn't that worth it? And it's taking all the information that you're learning at these conferences and putting them into action. And, you know, I used to, when I was in business and, and we had our customers and our clients, and many, many, most, appeared to be doing very well. You know, they, you know, very successful, uh, lots of activity for them. And I always look back on that now, and I always think to myself, you know, they, they were doing well, but but how well could they have done it? And that's now what I always ask myself about mm-hmm. what I thought were very successful financially and, and business successful uh, organizations that we worked with. I, I always look back now and think they were, they were quite successful, but wonder what they could have done had they really, you know, made some changes, up their game, mm-hmm. um, looked at getting serious about scaling the business and growing the business and expanding and, and you know, moving away from some of those, you know, old uh, techniques of, again, like we talked tax avoidance instead of really becoming that, mm-hmm. that profitable business. Mm-hmm. I often think about what was the upside to all of that. Yeah. And, and as we move away from if we're satisfied with the revenue that we're generating, right, right and we're satisfied with, with the size of our business, then comes in what is the impact that we're leaving? And how can our business as its own entity create a lasting name and lasting impact on communities, on industries? There's always, if, even if we don't want to build the business bigger, we can still have purpose. Nice. It is uh, Audra uh, Fournier who is the founder of Partners for a Solution. Uh, Audra is a certified master business coach. Uh, her specialty and passion is coaching those family businesses, but she'll work with any, any business, uh, helping those businesses create generational success. And uh, kind of headquartered out of Tallahassee, but um, in today's world of technology, can work with anyone, anywhere. Did I get that all right? Perfect. (laughs) Well done. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Audra. Thank you for your support of the uh, JMI um, Small Business Leadership Conference. I know you've been working this conference since uh, early, early Monday. So thank you for your support of the conference. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you so much. This has been a delight. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I am Tom Kindred. This is Small Biz Florida. We are coming to you from the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all taking place here in Orlando. It's their 12th annual conference. Uh, It is a great place for small business owners to work on the business. uh, and so, listen, stay tuned. Uh, we're in our final day here at the conference, but there's still uh, lots to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.